0: Hey, everyone, we are back for season six of the Holistic Pharmacy podcast. I'm your host, Marina Buksev, a functional medicine pharmacist and holistic herbal educator. I'll be sharing inspiring stories of my guests who have shifted into holistic modalities, both personally and professionally. My co-host, Dr. Jenna Carmichael, will be joining me to lead the Journal Club episodes to share an evidence-based approach to holistic and herbal medicine. I'm so glad you're here and hope you enjoy the show. Hi, dear ones. I'm back this week with another brilliant pharmacist whose core message is, you are not your disorder, don't let labels define you. This sums up the failure of our reductionist Western, Healthcare approach to focus on what's wrong and favor evidence based medicine. While this is useful to a degree, there are certainly downsides preventing true informed and empowered choices on behalf of the consumer and lots of space for patient advocacy. Dr. Deepa Patani is a certified functional medicine specialist, Amazon best selling author, as seen on Forbes, featured in Authority Magazine, Voyage Dallas, Allen City Lifestyle etc. CBD specialist, LDN compounder, pharmacy owner, wife, and mom of two. Dr. Pitani equips frustrated stressed professionals with tools to stop feeling fatigued, anxious, and hopeless and feel sustained energy in control and healthy with her seven-step Patani protocol that utilizes diagnostic testing and one-on-one coaching so they can live their best life yet. Over the past two decades, Dr. Patani has worked in hospitals and long-term care, so she understands that treating the root cause is the only option. As an autoimmune disease educator, Dr. Patani has helped patients manage weight loss, improve hormone balance, reduce medications, and decrease hospitalizations. She has helped over 500 patients in the last five years alone and has been a frequent speaker and educator for other medical professionals. So without further ado, let's welcome her to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I have with me today a very special guest, Dr. Dee Papatani, who is a pharmacy owner, a functional medicine practitioner, and certified CBD and autoimmune specialist. Hope I got all of that right. So I would love to dive into her story and uh, share with you all how she got into all of these things. And it seems like she's constantly learning new things. We were just chatting before the show. So let's just start with what I ask everybody on the show. And that's how you got involved in pharmacy, how you grew up and what got you interested in medicine and pharmacy in the first place. Um, Thank you so much, um, Dr. Buxo for letting uh you know, for allowing
2: me to be a guest on your podcast. I listened to it. So it's really um, a very big honor to be here. So thank you so much for that. And um, the how I got involved with pharmacy was um, actually very much by chance, because um, my I have one older sibling and he um, elder sibling and he did went to medical school. And so I have really had the path really carved out for me my whole life. Um, and I pretty much just did whatever he did. Cause he's about four years older than me. So I would just follow in his footsteps and then I wouldn't have to think about what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, um, so when he went into medical school, That was pretty much my trajectory that, okay, well, I'll do four years of, you know, undergrad and then um, go for medical school as well. But then when I was applying for colleges, um, I didn't know where, um, what all things to apply to. So I kind of just, you know, went by him and I'm like, okay, well, he went to this school. So I'm going to go to the same school, which was Rutgers University in New Jersey. And so, um, you know, Because Rutgers University had so many different colleges that you could apply to, I couldn't narrow down what I wanted to go to or what was a good pre-med college to attend. And so my um, brother just kind of guided me and he said, well, why don't you pick, um, you know, College of Pharmacy is one of the schools. And I said, why would I want to do that? Like, you know, (laughs) like so, and he's, you know, um, I think he was just trying to pick on me because he did not get into the pharmacy program and so he thought that you know i would also get rejected but then i got in and um and then i the plan was to stay in pharmacy school for 2 years and then take my mcats and transfer to the 8 year program at that point but then i absolutely fell in love with chemistry um and then here we are so <laughs> so yeah that's how uh, my journey started in pharmacy um, did not like general chemistry much, but um, when it came to organic chemistry and biochem, I absolutely fell in love with uh, with chemistry. So, yes, big Be- big nerd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love chemistry and I love general <laughs> chemistry. So, <laughs> but yeah, I totally hear you on just taking a chance, and then it it just kind of goes from there. Um, So it sounds like you had a pretty close relationship with your brother. Uh, I could feel the love there. And do you have any other siblings? And are you still in the same place where you grew up? No, no, this was all in New
2: Jersey. And now we're in um, Dallas. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and he's in Arizona. So everywhere everyone's all over
1: (laughs) yeah got it so talk to me about you know your experience of pharmacy school uh what you did after pharmacy school and why you chose to move so um pharmacy school was uh was great you know it was
2: I think the first time that I'd ever lived away from home so it's like any any 20 year old right like 18 year old you know that leaves home for the first time uh learning to be independent and, um, you know, figuring out your priorities and where you fit into the universe. <laughs> and, um, so that was, that was interesting, uh, absolutely the best time of my life. Uh, and then after pharmacy school, I did retail for a few years, but, you know, I kind of got burnt out within like two years of doing that. Um, like many people do and, um, actually got, um, uh, a stress ulcer while I was at work um, and collapsed at the pharmacy <laughs> on a Monday morning. And um, so I had to call the ambulance, um, but I didn't know what I had at the time. I was just in you know incredible amounts of pain and could not stand. and had to call the ambulance, um, called my district manager. And they were like, "Can you hold on for two hours while I send a replacement?" <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, like, really learned very quickly, like how little our life really means to other people, <laughs> you know, and like uh, who who really matters, you know, in life, and everyone that we put on the back burner for our jobs, like you know, kind of learned that really, really quickly. So, very thankful for that uh, life lesson, but um thankfully i was just like no i've already called the ambulance so you know if your replacement gets here before the ambulance that's great otherwise they can always reopen the pharmacy you know when they get here but i'm leaving <laughs> so so then that's when i realized i had a stress also i had to kind of slow down a little bit and um take care of myself and then i went into kind of still retail but like you know continued on for another 2 3 years then got married moved to florida with my husband um, and um, continued retail, but it was a lot better, non-stressful experience. So that was kind of stayed with it. And then my husband decided he wanted to do law school. So we moved from Florida again to Virginia because he wanted to be in DC. <laughs> like where else would you do law? <laughs> and then, um, then I moved to uh, clinical pharmacy in the hospital setting. And um, that was uh, an amazing experience. You know, it was about a 1200 bed hospital, um, learned so, so much. Um, I'm a learner by heart. So I'm always, you know, I get bored every two years if I'm not learning anything new in the role that I'm in. So I, um, absolutely loved that because every day I was learning, learning new things. So I was there for about seven years and then, um, we, why did we move to Texas? We moved to Texas for my son because uh, at then my son was about uh, six, six odd months and the weather in Virginia was not uh, very suitable for him. So this was also like my first look into functional medicine, but I didn't know that it was functional medicine at the time, you know, so he was diagnosed with childhood asthma, and every two weeks we would be in the ER and he would be, uh, struggling to breathe and we would have to, um, you know, just give him so many doses of steroids constantly to help him. Um, but nobody knew why, or, you know, uh, things were happening, but I, and I didn't know either because our training has always been in the Western medical field. So, um, didn't know much about, uh, how to fix you know asthma and at that time with asthma being such a acute illness like I wasn't gonna try something you know uh, holistic even though I had met some people that were trying to tell me like oh if you do this and if you do that and I'm like I can do those things but when he's having an attack I'm not going to be trying those things I need to make sure he's breathing so it did help to uh, reduce how often the frequency that we would have to go to the ER. So I was thankful for that. But um, that cold weather in the Northeast was just not working for him. And so we moved to um Dallas. And then as soon as we moved here, we were done with the ER visits, we were done with steroids we were done with all of those things so that was a big relief um you know especially cuz we're in pharmacy we understand like you know with such a young baby when their like organs are still developing and if we're starting to do steroids like it's going to have some lasting consequences for his growth and how he handles everything else in life and um so that was um it was i think the first time i realized how important the environment is you know to your well-being and like all these like small small pieces were starting to come together <laughs> you know um because before that we we never think about like what the environment's doing you know you're just like well if you're cold put on a coat like you know and it's not as simple as that um so so that that piece of the puzzle came together and um uh, so we we've been in Dallas since then and when I came I worked at another hospital here and then um, kind of started seeing people like, you know, they have these frequent flyer people that are in the hospital that are in and out of the hospital, like all the time. And I would always wonder, like, what is falling through the cracks when they leave the hospital um, in their care. So that was kind of always on the back in the back of my mind. And so I started a consulting company, um, where I would help people that are just discharged. And I would help them with the med reconciliation and helping them figure out like what they need to be on what they don't need to be on. Um, Because a lot of times when they go into the hospital, their meds will get changed to whatever's on formulary. And then they leave the hospital with all these new prescriptions. And then they may have the same or similar meds at home, which they don't understand. So now they're taking all these things that and they don't see their primary and, (laughs) and then they're back in the hospital. So I was kind of trying to bridge that gap for them and now I think we have right we know that that's called transitional care and I was almost just doing chronic care management and transitional care management but back then there were no terms for it I guess um so I had just made this up and it was just a consulting company <laughs> and then did that for a while worked with a bunch of physicians um and helped almost 500 people like you know and every single person that went through our program um, did not wind up back in the hospital in the you know as as long as they were with us at least not for medical uh medication related reasons um like no drug interaction side effects none of those so that was very rewarding and then um the physicians wound up not paying me for my services (laughs) so hey it's life right like we don't always get to where we are in a straight line so um you know, because they were like local physicians, it didn't make sense to burn bridges with anybody. And, um, I figured at that point that I would start my own pharmacy so I can have full access to how billing works and I can get reimbursed for my time and my energy. And I would do it myself without relying on somebody else to sign that paycheck for me. So, and then here we are pharmacy owner. Um, this is our fourth year and, um, Somewhere along the line, I met um Dr. Christine Manukian, <laughs> and like fell in love with that program because I was kind of already doing that with the med reconciliation and the chronic care management. Um, but I didn't have like next steps to give people. So there was a little bit of a lag in what I was providing at the time which then i was able to learn like oh that's called functional medicine and look there's all these schools that offer that program and and so went back to school i'm still finishing up so i finished my certification with dr manoukian for um functional medicine and then i now i'm enrolled at functional medicine university to complete my certification there so i have about a year left in that and then um yeah just learning and then i just uh started another certification for ayurvedic certificate in nutrition as I was speaking with you earlier but um, love to learn love to grow and then try to bring that back to uh, my patients and my clients and whoever else that we come in contact
1: with <laughs> so yeah wow so, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so thank you so much first of all for sharing all of that is a lot to unpack yeah so let's go back for a second to your first foray into your stress ulcer, right? And realizing that stress is that root cause of so many things and illnesses. And it's real, right? Like, it's not just stress in your head, it literally caused you to have an ulcer in your stomach, and burn yeah. away at the lining. So, um, so talk to me about like, you know, what was going on in your mind then? And then like how you were able to then transition to another retail setting and and then the hospital setting and feel less stressed. Like how were you able to deal with the stress better after that?
2: So, you know, I, I realized that what I was doing was not working. Like, you know, um the the regular retail where I was with 14 hour shifts, um, being on my feet. Um, not having time to eat or drink or use the restroom, you know, these are realize that that's not like normal, and that's not conducive to long term health. Um, And so definitely took pay cuts, you know, because um, when someone's giving you that kind of money, it comes like at the cost of your life almost. (laughs) So, um, so you really have to take a hard look at like the life choices at that point. And Um, you know, I, uh, I had several other friends at the time that had independent pharmacies. So, um, I did actually just quit after that, like, you know, with regular retail and I picked up some just random shifts here and there with friends at their independent pharmacies and really started to fall in love with pharmacy all over again, because until, you know, it only took like a year and a half for me to think that I had made a horrible mistake in pursuing pharmacy because I didn't think that I could, live like that for the rest of my life, like, you know, doing those 14 hour shifts. So I, thankfully, I was able to see different sides of pharmacy, um, which kind of uh, rekindled my faith in the profession. (laughs) And then, um, you know, uh, this other retail uh, setting that I went, it was, uh, it was a grocery chain. So it was a lot, you know, laid back. Um, And I was able to implement, uh, I got a job there as a pharmacy manager, so I was a, I had a lot of leeway to help make the changes that I wanted to make, you know, and have that patient interaction with the patients that came into the, the grocery store and then the pharmacy. So I was starting to get all those things that you want to do when you go to pharmacy school, you know, build those relationships with patients and um, really have an impact on their health by guiding them the correct way actually using the skills that we had gone to school for. So started to kind of really like pharmacy again. And then, um, uh, but yeah, then, and after that, when, you know, I moved to Florida, I was still in pharmacy school, but, but yeah, you're right. You know, the stress part does, um, it's it's not like a mental thing. You know, we think that it's just in our minds. And until then, I really thought that I was handling it really well, you know, and I had no idea that it could have, it could, Come up as manifest itself as um, an actual illness. So it was eye opening, like to see what it can do. So, but self care, learning that, like, you have to, you can't do anything or accomplish any big things if you're not taking care of yourself first. So, can't pour from an empty cup.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not just a mind, not just a body. The mind body connection is real. And our lifestyle and what we do for eight plus hours a day, and as you said, sometimes 14 hour shifts, it really matters. Like you're living a high percentage of your life in a state of stress and not liking what you're doing and not getting a bathroom break that Mm -hmm. takes a toll. And then especially if you're not 100% aligned with how the care is given and what your role is and feeling maybe lack of autonomy, sometimes that's how I felt when I was in retail. So mm-hmm. I can totally relate. And I know so many people that have stress ulcers from different types of work, Um, you know, different types of stresses. And then also in pharmacy specifically, like there's a huge exodus now and a huge movement and a huge advocacy because this this can't go on, you know, it's not sustainable to have yeah. this sort of work life imbalanced. It's not balanced
2: at all. And then we make mistakes and then people, you know, people's lives are on the other end of that. So, yeah, I have, you know, now that we have our own pharmacy and when people come in and they say, oh, I hate so-and-so this pharmacy and that pharmacist maid has messed up my meds like three, four times, you know, and I'm just like, no, that's like really sad because it's how stressed out that person might be to be making those mistakes, because I'm very sure as a pharmacist myself, that I remember every single mistake I may have made in my, like, you know, since I graduated in 2004, now I'm dating myself, (laughs) you know, so in the 18 years, I can count it on my, on my fingers, like how many times I may have made any mistake, whether it was like, you know, a, a very serious one, or like something simple about like not having the right count in it, whatever it was, but I can like remember each of them and and those are very stressful for, for people like us that really actually go into pharmacy because they want to help people. So um and I'm like, you know, it's not it's not fair that they're put in those situations where they have to um not be hundred percent sure of like the care that they're providing,
1: you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how was it different in the hospital setting as far as stress level? Like, you know, hospital, we think about acute care, right? And you were saying, you know, people are in and out, sometimes back in. So, you know, was that part stressful? How did you deal with, you know, being in an acute care setting?
2: So, yeah, I mean, when we were at, um, uh, you know, uh, Code Blue or something, you um, That part was, of course, stressful because everyone's looking at you to have the meds ready to give at the time. But I think that was just about having more practice then, you know, and like anticipating like, okay, this is what they're going to need next. So I would already have it ready. So then it wasn't very stressful. What I really loved about my time there was I wasn't being forced to do things in exactly this much time or that much time. Like, you know, if I'm doing, working on a patient or a new admission or any of those things, like I, there was no one like watching every moment of me, my time that I had to finish this work in
0: three minutes,
2: (laughs) you know, and then, because then I can't look at everything I need to be looking at, you know, and um, I had the time to make sure like, I was doing the right thing by the patient, and that I was looking through all the drug interactions and the meds, and you know, their renal function and their liver function, and like checking for the labs and checking for. So, that part was really, really great. And I still remember, and this was about like maybe 12 years ago now, but I still remember when I was first training for my hospital, that hospital job, because I had not worked in the hospital setting then. And uh, one of the senior pharmacists, uh, you know, that was working with me or helping train me said, um, you know, that we're, we're not monkeys here, (laughs) you know, and it was kind of like, what? And, you know, she's like, our job is not to just blindly, you know, fill orders that the physician has written because any monkey can do that. Like, you know, you're here to think critically and um, and advise them and it's okay to pick up the phone and say hey like do you think that we may be able to benefit better with this or that and and um, and be an integral part of the team and which which was really different because nobody had asked me to do that before you know and no one cared that I could think or I could contribute or um, you know based especially in the retail setting right because there's no time for all any of that and it's not like if you took 10 minutes to fill a prescription nobody would come and pat you on the back like oh great job you prevented that drug interaction they would be like well you could have filled eight more prescriptions in the time you wasted so so that part was um you know I I think like when you are finally like aligned and feel like you're really helping, then it helps to alleviate that stress (laughs) level too, because, you know, because you're, you're really aligned with what you're doing and now you're starting to really enjoy your, your work and you feel good about the outcomes that you're getting for your patients. And so that part was, I think, really great about the hospital.
1: Yeah, the fulfillment. So yeah, when you feel like you are making a difference, and when you do have a little bit of that autonomy that we mentioned before, it feels very, very different than just being a monkey and, and feeling things blindly. So I love that analogy. And I would love to ask you, you know, nowadays, it's so challenging, right? The pharmacy industry and especially the retail setting to compete with chains. And, you know, there's only like a couple of big chains that really compete nowadays. And how, you know, difficult was it for you to start your own pharmacy? Like, how did you decide to do it, right? You know, and take that risk. And how are you Uh, able to monetize it and differentiate yourself from other pharmacies? So that's a great question.
2: (laughs) So I think like I started the pharmacy because like I wanted to be, um, you know, I think back in my mind, I always had that idea that I wanted to be that kind of pharmacist where, you know, the person's family, like, you know, their grandparents, parents, kids, you know pets everyone you know and you and they they really trust you to come to you for um for things that are going on in their lives and that you can have that positive impact and help guide them through that journey so that was kind of always in the back of my mind I just I think had to the biggest part was I wasn't always a fan of being in a box, you know, in that pharmacy, like all day, because I I am such a people person that I felt like I needed to be out and about doing things, meeting everybody, you know, um, doing this, what we're doing, right. And I felt that if I started the pharmacy, that all that would not happen anymore. So our pharmacy is beautiful. Like, you know, it's designed by, you know, interior designers and things. And so when people walk in, they're like, oh, this doesn't feel like a pharmacy. So it's a very pretty box, but it's still a box and um and so i found ways to you know still do my consults i absorbed my consulting business into the pharmacy so i could still see patients with chronic care and transitional care management so we still do that um created office spaces there so we can still have people coming in to do um their um their consults there and then slowly started like implementing like the vaccine programs. Um, I'm an avid traveler too. So I love to just travel everywhere. So um, so I do a lot of work with people if they're going to different places, like we're also like a travel vaccine um, uh, clinic type of thing. So if they come and tell me, okay, I want to go to Africa, then we like kind of help look we do consults for that and help them figure out like, okay, these are all the vaccines you may need and, um, and help get them set up for their trip so that they can have a nice safe trip for that. So, um, and then also create different like niche items, um, like, you know, different first aid kits for different parts of the world that people may be traveling to and things like that. So, you know, it's just, it's been fun to kind of come up with like different new ideas. So actually don't see the, big retails as any competition at all because what they offer is so different from what I offer and um and some of sometimes like you know even our patients are like are okay with paying a little bit more to come to us because they get that service and because they get someone who you know when they walk in we're all like hey Mr. So-and-so you know and they're like oh I'm not like some number and I don't have to give my date of birth and my last name, and my first name and my ID, like every single time I come in. Um, So that's been kind of really, um, really great. And then our niche now is um, we do hospice a lot and um compounding. So then that there's really no um competition when it comes to that with, uh, with any of the bigger places. So yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like, you know, you're very service oriented and you're creating solutions for people's problems and your creativity seems to have no bounds. So congratulations on all of those services <laughs> um, for anybody listening. You know, there's some ideas out there that maybe you haven't considered. And how are you integrating the functional medicine piece now into your work? Yeah. Um... So, well, the first thing we did was
2: changed all our, um, outgoing messaging to the patients and we kind of let them know that, Hey, did you know that your favorite pharmacists are also now, you know, certified in functional medicine care. So if you want to know more, like, please ask. So it was very simple because like, you're already servicing people and they're calling you like all day. So that was a great way to kind of let them know. And then we put up, um, you know, different, um, posters and things around to figure out like hey are you how do you figure out like what supplements they're taking or if we see anybody buying any random supplements then we're like well how do you know that you're supposed to be taking this or you know and they're like oh I don't know so and so told me it worked for them and I'm like that's not how you figure out what supplements you need to be taking like you know it's a very your body is very different from somebody else's body and so that kind of gets those conversations going um and then, um, and then just educating your team, you know, that that's what we're, we meet them where they are, like, you can't drag people to health, and you can't, uh, you know, force them to be healthy or anything like that. The only thing we can do is let them know that, hey, whenever you're ready, these are all the different services we do offer. So whenever you're ready for that, then we're ready to, like, you know, walk this journey alongside you and be your guide. So that's pretty much all we're doing. So I can't sell anything for it forever. So I'm just like, you know, I'm I, I've become a lot better at um, um like kind of helping figure out like if that's gonna be the right client for us or not, you know, because not everybody that walks through is going to be your client, whether it's in the pharmacy or in the um, and, and that's okay, you know, because you learn what, who your audience is and you learn what your value is and who is ready for that and to receive it and who's not ready to receive it. So it took a long time to not take that personally. <laughs> but yeah, you
1: know, yeah. Love it. and could you also share how your chronic disease management clinic is different from the functional medicine services. If you could just talk a little bit about how you charge for them and then what's included. Oh, the
2: chronic, uh, okay, yes. So so the chronic care management is very different. Like we are, um, so on our pharmacy side, we did get uh, credentialed to be um, a wellness clinic as well. So um, now we can bill for some of the services um, as a medical office would so now we just you know and then we have um uh so we build that completely separately and that's really just focusing on the medications that they're on and the disease states that they're on and we're helping them figure out like well if the meds that were prescribed to them are serving the purpose that they were just uh prescribed for has it already served its purpose how long they've been on it like you know um are they seeing the results that they thought they were going to see with that and so on? And so, you know, so it's based on those uh, checklists and, um, and questions. And then if it's not, then we do, we'll call their physicians to help work with them so that it could be an interdisciplinary, um, you know, team for that patient so that they have a whole team of people that are uh, rooting for them to be healthy. So, and then when they do come in for that, we do tell them that, hey, um, y- what you're doing is fine. You're working with your physicians. That's fine. If and when you're ready, we also work with them to help them figure out the root causes of why their body is experiencing what they're experiencing. So, but um, but the functional medicine part is not covered by insurance. So we do let them know those things. And that it's not for everyone, so because not everybody has the means to be able to do everything out of pocket. So, um, so we let them know, and then you know, when if they're ready, then they can come to us. If not, we say we'll still follow you along with on this journey and try to do the best that we can um, with the physicians that you're working with already. So, because not they all don't talk to each other, they all. Prescribe things. They don't care if things are, you know, having side effects with each other. Um, So we've, you know, it's been like fun to navigate those (laughs) those waters because you call one physician and you're like, would you like to change your medication? Because it's contraindicated with this other medication that this patient is already on. And they're like, no, I don't want to change the med I prescribed. Call the other doctor and have them change their med. And then You are like, okay, and then like, you call the other doctor, and they're like, no, I don't want to change my med. And I'm just like, okay, so I just want to get this on writing that I'm documenting this, that you are now aware, (laughs) and still don't want to change it. And then they're like, let me think about that again, (laughs) because now it's being documented, you know, so, so it's just like, you know, being that fierce advocate, I think, for your patients, and they see, they see the fight that you fight for them. So, I think it's win win no matter what, right? So, yeah,
1: that's the good fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, so, from the functional medicine side, what is your specialty, and do you do any testing, or like, what does your service look like? So, on the functional medicine side, I do uh,
2: specialize in autoimmune and. Uh, The reason for autoimmune was also kind of based in my son's health himself, like, you know, when he was younger, as I mentioned, and had childhood asthma, and he was always being given all these steroids. And so I feel like that's the same thing we do for for autoimmune, you know, we don't know what caused anything, we don't understand why our body is reacting the way it is. So we just try to suppress everything and put band-aids by giving um, steroids. And so that is a pet peeve, <laughs> you know like you see someone on that, and I'm like, no, 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 we're not gonna do this. Like let's try to help uh, figure out why your body's reacting this way. and um, and so I did come up with the Patani protocol, which is uh, you know, a very uh, structured A way that we guide the patients through each step to help get to the bottom of what that root cause is is of whatever that they're suffering from. Um, And then we try to um, help them overcome some of those, you know, because um, at the bottom of everything or at the root cause, we know that stress and inflammation is at the core of everything, but we don't know what about that person's lifestyle is you know, adding to that stress or that inflammation. So it's always a detective game when it comes to that. So we do offer testing, um, all kinds of testing, actually. But um, I know that that can really um, rack up a bill for a person because functional tests are not covered by insurances. So uh, we try to, I just try to work with um, a person's budget and see what they want to do, you know. So they may say, these are my top three, problem areas and then you know when we do the detailed intake I can suggest yes that's a great place to start or I may say no like you know I think that this is at the root cause of it let's try to address that and then I think your other problems that you're saying may fall into place if you help with those things so so I help guide guide them along that process the best I can Um, and sometimes people will be like no I don't have the budget so I'm okay with the trial and error and I'm I'm motivated enough to follow through with it. So then we go that route and then, but most times when people come to me, they're like, well, I've kind of lived with this autoimmune for like the last 20 years. So I don't have any more time (laughs) and I wanted to feel better yesterday. so, So I don't care whatever it costs. Let's just get to the bottom of things and get healing that way. So then we would go ahead and order the tests and whatever we need to. So it really helps to guide the treatment plan a little bit better. Um. But that's, um, yeah, and that's, and we work a lot with mindset because I think that that was one of the bigger challenges is like when someone has been taking all these medications to just survive on the day to day, that process of every day, taking a pill or taking 10 pills, like does something to a person's mental health, right? Like all of a sudden they're thinking that they can't survive without this or that they need this. And, and it really, um, it's not that easy to overcome that barrier um, when someone like me or you come into the place and say, Hey, by the way, you don't need these things. And, you know, you can just give your body the right right things and it will start to heal itself. And then they're just thinking that you're doing some woo woo stuff. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So, um, so that is like, you know, a process and that mindset is not like helping them with that mindset and overcoming, um, is, is a big part of the plan itself and the treatment that we take them through. So um, it's, it's been really, really an awesome journey to see the healing and how quickly our body responds um, to the, the things that it's been craving for, you know, because every symptom, every time things are not going our way, it's our body's way of telling us um, that something is off. So when you start to give it things that it needs and was craving um, it starts to fix itself really quickly, you know, so it's, it's fun to see that in action. Um, and then your clients coming back and telling you like, Oh my God, I didn't know that's all it needed. Like, you know, I'm like 80% better or 90% better. And it's like music to your ears at that point. And so very rewarding, fulfilling.
1: Yeah, definitely deep, deep work and healing work. Mm-hmm. And so what's next for you and your practice and your business? What's next? what's
2: next is I have to find someone who will run the pharmacy <laughs> so I can uh, travel the world <laughs> like travel is very deeply rooted in um in both myself and my husband it's something we really crave for and just learning about how different people do life differently and how um you know we're all just different on the surface but deep down we're all the same and and learning just and so that, that's the favorite part about it. So once I have my clientele kind of built up and um, then we can, um, you know, I can see them from anywhere in the world so I can have my um, my clients and my calls scheduled on Zoom or Skype or whatever and and then uh, be traveling and, and see who else we can help along the way and everyone that comes in contact with us um, and be in alignment. You know, I think all this really brings things into alignment. That work-life balance, like being able to spend time with the kids, um, teaching them like what what is really important in life and what's not and hoping they turn out to be good people, (laughs) good, kind people, I think. then so life could live like well lived or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't imagine them not turning out good with a caretaker like yourself and meeting your example and approaching things with playfulness and curiosity it seems like and lots of gratitude. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. And if you have just one more minute, I'd love to do a rapid fire round of questions for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ready? Yes. All right. Question number one, what is your number one advice for people that they could do right now to feel better? Take an inventory of
2: what your day to day looks like, because if you don't know where what you're doing, then you can't fix anything and go to where you want
1: to be. Mm, yeah, awareness. Mm-hmm. Awesome, love it. Uh, question number two: What is a surprising fun fact about yourself? Surprising fun fact
2: about myself. Um. Okay, here's one. Oh, uh, I got to my senior prom in the back of a police car. <laughs> well, More on
1: that later. <laughs> yeah, that's unexpected.
2: <laughs> <An> unexpected <twist.
1: laughs> All right, love it. Um, okay, question number three. What is your favorite self-care routine?
2: Favorite self-care routine is sleep. I try to get like at least eight hours of sleep. If I don't get my sleep, I'm not a fun person to be around. And, um, and I do my, my walks every morning, like my walk and my yoga practice in the morning is key to like my sanity through the rest of the day. Because all that extra chatter that's in my brain comes out during all that time. So I
1: can kind of just breathe then after.
2: So well.
1: I love all of those. And even though you sound like an extremely busy and motivated and ambitious individual, I love that you make time for these things and fill your own cup, as you've said. And again, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom with us today. And please tell the audience how they can learn more about you and support your work. Um, thank you so much for having me here,
2: Dr. Buxo. And um, the best way to get in touch with me is uh, through my website. It's drdeepapatani.com. And I'm also on Instagram as dr.deepapatani. I'm on LinkedIn as Dr. Same name,
1: Dr. patani,
2: <laughs> Or um, you can email me at
1: alanpharmacist at
2: gmail.com.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, I'll have all of those in the show notes. Uh, Thank you again. And I wish you a great day ahead. Thank you so much, Marina. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Pharmacy podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you learned something new from it, I'd love if you could leave us a five-star review and share it with a friend who might love it too. You can find me on any of the podcast and social media platforms by looking up Holistic Pharmacist or Dr. Marina Booksov. Thank you for your support and see you next time.